first edition of 2019 of State Champs Extra Point. I'm Greg Rakestraw. Bob Stambazzi is with us as well. My voice is already in mid-season coach's form, like I've been yelling at Bob from the sidelines for the last several years. Bob, thank you so much for joining us. How are we doing? Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. Short drive over. <laughs> a lot of exciting times getting ready to kick off this week. Well, let's talk about kind of the end of last season before we kick things off for the 2019 season. Six state champions from a year ago. We now have that on a yearly basis. We'll work our way from, say, classes 6A all the way through 1A in 6A being Warren Central. Uh, then in 5A, it was New Pal claiming a state championship. In 4A, in record breaking overtime fashion, it was Fort Wayne Bishop Dwenger. In 3A, in every kind of statistical record breaking fashion, <laughs> it was West Lafayette going to the last play to beat Evansville Memorial. In 2A, it was Western Boone with a victory over Eastbrook. And then in 1A, we kind of knew this when the season kicked off in 2017. Pioneer was going to be the 1A state champion. So that's kind of a look back at how we ended things last year of those state championships a year ago, Bob. What games were most memorable to you? What teams were most memorable to well, you? Well, I think you got to take the fact that Pioneer repeating. Sure. I mean, with Big Jack up there, and now he's gone. But uh, uh, he was there, and, and they had the target on their back the whole season. And to be able to finish it. To me, it is incredible, especially for a 1A school. Well, you know, with, with Pioneer and North Vermillion in that game, when your opponent opens with an, with an onside <laughs> kick on the opening kickoff, kind of indicative they knew that literally everything had to go <laughs> right for them, and it didn't. They didn't score on the opening drive. <laughs> Pioneer then pretty much scored on every drive after that. Pioneer, of course, loses Jack Kaiser, now playing at the University of Notre Dame. In fact, he graduated at semester – and could be playing on the field for Brian Kelly this coming year. Graduated part of, I think, a nine-man senior class in total. They'll also make the jump to 2A, which we'll get to in a matter of moments. But don't be surprised to make a great run in the 2A ranks as well. I know close to home for you, Fort Wayne Bishop Dwinger, a traditional powerhouse. And again, doesn't have to be high scoring to be exciting. No. It wasn't any scoring at all until the second overtime of that great forward time clash with Evansville Central. Well, you look at them with Andy Johns, Chris Schwarzkopf, some big pass coaches that sure. have been there. Then they step up again last year. Uh, uh, athleticism overall with the entire unit, both offensive and defensively, to me, really stood out because they've had some horses up front now to put everything collectively together with their speed and everything else they put out there uh, uh, was really Really exciting to watch them on the football field. And much like they will not be, in, be able to defend their 4A championship, no. they're going to play in 5A, but kind of like Pioneer, it is expected. They might be playing deep into November. I don't think it's crazy to think they could be back at Lucas Oil Stadium at Thanksgiving weekend. Well, they're touted in Fort Wayne as uh, the pick up there in the sack right now, so you have to look at them, and uh, they're loaded. They're going to play at home, so it's going to be a lot of fun watching them again. And, of course, remember, in Evansville and Fort Wayne, you know, it, <laughs> if you are your city champ, you play the best parochials in the smaller class. Right. You play the best of the biggest teams in the larger classifications, which, again, means something in terms of uh, being able to have some postseason success. So that's a glance back. Now kind of a preview in terms of who are playing in different positions. So, again, Pioneer is up in 2A. Dwenger is up in 5A. Also from last year's state championship games, Memorial, winner in 17, runner-up last year. They'll be playing up in 4A. 6A is still a new animal. This will be year number seven of 6A. You tend not to have as much movement in the 6A classification, but there are three teams of note 
that are either playing up in 6A or staying in 6A. First of all, those that have moved up. Zionsville joins 6A from an enrollment mm-hmm. standpoint. Kind of saw that coming like Westfield a few years ago. So Zionsville now is in 6A. And by the way, we have two all 6A conferences now in the Indianapolis area, both in the MIC as well as now the Hoosier Crossroads Conference. Columbus East goes up on the success factor after being the champs in 17, lost in the semi-state in 5A last year. They'll be playing in 6A, and they and their uh, not conference rival, but school corporation rival Columbus North are both in the same sectional this year. But, Bob, again, I'll lean to your knowledge of all things Northeastern Indiana football. Fort Wayne uh, Snyder. Thought they were going to 5A. There's a bylaw change. They stay in 6A, but really good things are expected for Coach Tipman's program. Well, you sat there looking. We were talking before we went on the fact that they're sitting there with 214 players, 28 seniors. So uh, they're really going to be good. Homestead, uh, seeing them on the field, they're not as big as they once were. But, boy, are they quick. And they really developed. They got that unity you need up there. So you look at Dwanger. You look at Snyder, and, and you look at uh, uh, Homestead, but you can never count out lures up there in the sack. I think a lot of people looked at when it when they thought briefly it was going to be Snyder and Dwinger in 5A together. Right. Hey, that might be, even though it's a sectional game, that might be the 5A North Semi-State Championship mm-hmm. game. Whoever wins that game could get to Lucas Oil. Now I think the thought is, hey, you know, Snyder, do they see Carmel? When, when you get to a regional, could it be Penn, you know, depending on how things play out? So, again, does Snyder have a, a – I still think they've got a chance of getting to Lucas Oil in 6A, but I think they're generally thought of as simply being a really good team, period. They are, and once again, I think you look at the fact they got a, a senior quarterback coming back. Uh, they got some experienced hogs up front uh, that really developed uh, over these past years. Uh, that's a tradition at Snyder. Everybody looks at their speed, their quarterbacks, but their hogs up front, those linemen up front are exceptional, and you know better than anybody, they are as coordinated and communicate as much as the backfield. And when you get the line working together, uh, you got an exceptional opportunity. In 3A, no real news in terms of teams moving into 3A, uh, but the news is that some really good teams in 3L got moved together right. in the same sectional. So, for instance, West Lafayette, Brebuff both met in the regional each of the last two years, and the team that won that game went on to play in the state championship. They're in the same sectional. Garen Catholic is also in that sectional. They've shared a section with Brebuff the last couple of years. But Chatard also goes from the southern half of the bracket to the north half of the bracket in that same sectional, in sectional number 28. That's a lot of rings. That's a lot of championships. And that is one out of four is making it out of that group of eight. And the other teams that are also in that group, like Yorktown, Hamilton Heights, there's mm-hmm. some really good teams in sectional 28. Can I just have the gate? Sure. I mean, th- these guys are just a loaded uh, tradition. Yeah. And, and when you look at that right there, uh, all eyes are upon you. And, and it's going to be interesting to see who can really step up in there because West Lafayette has been on a roll of late, so it's going to be a lot of fun with them. All right, other, th- other than the class I want to make sure we get to is Class 2A, and we touched on Pioneer. And, again, right. I think Pioneer will be see- still be successful mm-hmm. in 2A because, yes, as great as Jack Kaiser was, that is a wonderful program. First under Coach Johnson, now what Adam Berry does. The Llewellyn Twins at Pioneer, they're still going to be really good even at the 2A classification level. But two other parochial powerhouses have dropped down to 2A Mm -hmm. on enrollment. 
Andrean, who, yes, lost their quarterback in Zach Merrill to IU, but dropped down based on enrollment. But also, you touched on them briefly, Fort Wayne Bishop Lures, they almost had West Lafayette beat on a sloppy field on the 3A North Semi-State last year, and now they're playing in 2A this year. Had the opportunity to see them on the field uh, Friday night in Fort Wayne, and and they've got two quarterbacks, one lefty, one righty, that are interchangeable. A lot of speed in the backfield. They're still developing up front. Uh, they got great quickness from uh, on the defensive line and backers. They're developing the corners and safeties up there. But this is going to be a team, it, to me, it's a typical uh, Lures early season team. And by game four, game five, they're going to be a team you're not really going to want to play. In other words, they're not 0-8 and going to state, no. but they might be 4-5 and five and tough to beat by the time they get to the end of October. Wouldn't be the first time you've seen that. All right, by the way, in 1A, Pioneer's not there. It just opens things up for everybody. Mm-hmm. Lots of good teams. We're going to talk about some 1A teams when we come back for segment number two, and we'd like to call that On the Outlook. You are watching State Champs Extra Point. I've always been really good at math and science, and I knew I wanted to work in healthcare, but not as a doctor. So I chose Lawrence Tech's biomedical engineering program. I've pushed myself to take internships, like this one, at a hospital in an orthopedic research lab. Thanks to Lawrence Tech's unique, hands-on style of education, I'm graduating with a published research paper and a job. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Welcome back on State Champs Extra Point alongside Bob Stambazzi from WJOT and WARU. I'm Greg Rakestraw from the ISC Sports Network. Thank you so much for joining us, and we hope you join us each and every week during the course of the football season. Segment number two is called On the Outlook. We talk about some teams you know a little bit more about. Bob, what do you have for the rest of the class? Well, you sit there and think uh, Eastbrook we, in, in Class 2A. Uh, uh, they lost a load last year, and Coach Addison, well, it's Coach Addison. He's going to reload, right. so, and, and they're going to be pretty decent. They also lost Coach Wilson, who passed away this past year. So, uh, and, and the reason I bring that up because Tom has been beside Coach Adamson's uh, side the entire career. Yep. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out in the long run in, at Eastbrook. But you also have to look. In Class 1A, South Adams, uh, they, they're going to be awfully, awfully good. I know we talk a lot about Adams Central. Uh, the Flying Jets are going to be loaded. They're going to come at you. They kick the ball well. I know that sounds odd, but that is a special weapon. Especially in single leg. Yes, for for, uh, for Adams Central. And a team that I'm pretty familiar with, Southwood. Uh, they're going to come back. They're going to be loaded. They, uh, I was talking to Coach Snyder the other day. They've really worked with the Hogs up front because they lost four of their five starters from up front last year, but uh, they got a little more depth this year. So Southwood, those three, somebody out of that sectional, it's going to be exciting. And again, to that point, Adam Central, I thought, was clearly the team that competed with Pioneer the best the last years. I got lucky to be on the call of that semi-state game at Logansport last year. It was a 38-7 score. Right. Make no mistake, Pioneer was the better team. But had the quarterback not been hurt late in the game, Maybe that's a 14 to 17 mm-hmm, point mm-hmm. game. Most other years, Adams Central would have been a 1A state champ. You think South Adams might be better than Adams Central? This I think year? they are. The all talk is over on the eastern side, over in Adams County, uh, South Adams is the uh, pick of the litter. But the big thing you look at it, both teams are very physical 1A football teams. You don't always see that. Another thing a 1A team brings with these two depth. 
So I, I think it's going to come really tough out of Adams uh, County. Who's going to get the nod over there? And you're probably going to face the Southwood. You touched on an Eastbrook team that, yes, is reloading after yeah. making two trips in the previous three years, the 2A state championship game, falling to Western Boone in last year's 2A title tilt. Of all years, they now get Marion to play them in, in football. And uh, I know that uh, uh, the folks at, uh, at Marion are expecting a record crowd on Friday night because, yes, it's a local rival, but this is also the best the Giants have been in a long time. Well, Marion, you'll rank number one in, in, in their class. Uh, Eastbrook coming in. Uh, this is the first time in the history that a regular season game will be played between these two schools in Grant County. So it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a slobber knocker, as I like to say, over at uh, uh, Dick Luton Stadium and, and with all that new turf over there. Both schools have turf, so there's no advantage, disadvantage. But Marion has phenomenal quickness and some huge guys up front. So I think that may cause Eastbrook some issues early in the contest. This is a Marion team that made the semi-state last year, right. got knocked out by Evansville Central. And, yes, those two schools were in the same semi-state. Right. You, you kind of have that at the 4A level where so many schools are kind of Fort Wayne, South Bend region. The southern half of the bracket goes far north of Indianapolis as far as 4A is concerned. What can Marion learn from that experience and apply to this season for Coach Chambers? Uh, I think the biggest thing they take away from that, is, this word I like to use a lot, is opportunity. They had that opportunity. Uh, they failed to seize on that. But what they did seize was the experience of a big game. And they're going to play a big game in front of a big crowd at home. Uh, and I tell you, that is a key, I believe, for these kids going there. You know, and I know, we all know, they're going to be excited. The adrenaline is going to be pumping. It's a second breath of air. That's going to settle them down and I think really take Marion a long way this year. All right, there's one more team I want to share with you from my perspective, kind of maybe an off-the-radar team to get your attention, and that would be Lewis Cass. The Kings, of course, who have made a trip previously to Lucas Oil State and playing a state championship. We had a chance to talk with Jeff Phillips a couple of weeks ago, their head coach. And when I asked him just to kind of the generic, tell me about your season, coach. He went for like 15 minutes breaking down his entire roster. My cameraman, Mitch Early, is nodding his head. He was there with me as well because <laughs> they have been building for this year for quite some time. It's a great program that's been kind of a 500 program for the last couple of years, but they bring back so many key pieces from a season ago, and they play in a great league. Is it a summit athletic conference like Fort Wayne? No. Okay. Is it the SIAC at Evansville? Maybe not. But at the 2A, 3A level, that Hoosier Conference is a great league. So, again, they may not have this stellar or sparkling record. I think their record's going to be pretty good. But by the time they get to tournament play, the Kings will be ready to go. Well, you think past history of them, you'd give them the ball, they'd run it. They'd yep. run it, they'd run it. Well, now they diversify a little bit more. And they're good size kids they're athletes and when you look over there at, at in walton indiana at this school uh, they fly and get after it and they get some numbers that's gonna be an exciting football team so again just some teams to look out for at the beginning of the season called on the outlook before we get to our next time out time for a little recruiting knowledge from 24 7 sports here's alan true This is Alan True from 24-7 Sports with this week's State Champs Recruit Report. Two Indiana high school players made their college commitments recently as practice for the fall was set to begin. First, Culver Academy defensive end Deontay Craig chose the Iowa Hawkeyes. 
Craig had many scholarship offers, including Tennessee, Michigan, Michigan State, Notre Dame, Northwestern, and more, but it really came down to Iowa and Indiana. Iowa's development at the position and the chance to work with a staff that has sent several defensive linemen to the pros ended up making the final decision for Craig. Next, Logan Burks, a senior from Carmel, has committed to the Black Knights of Army. The 6'5", 200-pound Burks is slated to play wide receiver for West Point, but with his frame and abilities, he could also project to linebacker. Army has consistently recruited the state and currently has three Indiana natives on their roster. Finally, with all of these seniors making their college decisions, only a handful of players holding FBS offers enter the fall as uncommitted. One of the best is Decatur Central running back Kenny Tracy. He recently told 24-7 Sports' Steve Wilfong that Temple and Miami of Ohio are coming on strong in his recruitment. He has not set any visits for the fall, but will look to do that soon. Boston College and West Virginia are two of the other schools who have also offered Tracy. For this week's State Champs Recruit Report, I'm Alan True. I chose Florence Tech for the architecture program and volleyball team. Architecture is a great fit for me because I love math and design. Now I combine them with technology to create beautiful structures. At Lawrence Tech, I didn't have to wait until my third year to start designing. Our hands-on education begins right from day one. And I'm really excited about LTU's Design Center in Detroit. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Welcome back on State Champs Extra Point. Thanks for joining us alongside Bob Stambazzi, Greg Rakestraw with you. Segment number three, the spotlight segment. Some events to recognize, and uh, we have touched on the success of Fort Wayne Bishop Dwinger from last year, the high expectations in a larger classification this year, and they have uh, not exactly a new home, but a lot of new to it to showcase this year. Well, there's no doubt about it. Fort Wayne Dwinger has had a field at the school. Uh, they've had some, uh, I'll say, the inexpensive turf in there for a few years, and they, they upgraded, but they also put in bleachers this year and light. So they're going to play all their home games at Dwinger High School this year with uh, the Previously played at Zoner Stadium with Fort Wayne Concordia. They shared that f- uh, facility. So now they're going to come home. It's a beautiful facility. It really is. But nothing beats sure. playing at home. I know it's just a short jaunt down the road to Zoner, but uh, it's going to be exceptional. They're pretty excited about it. Matter of fact, they were unaware the other day they're walking off the field. The kids are, and they flipped the lights on for the first time, and they went bonkers. So this is going to be really special when this thing kicks off, especially with this team. A couple of things I want to spotlight on the south side of Indianapolis, and these two schools will play each other in week number two. They always do. Next door neighbors, Ron Colley and Franklin Central. But this week, they'll both be dedicating their fields to guys that, well, I'm not sure their programs would be around without the assistance uh, the, the the passion, the sweat equity that was lent by two greats of the game. First of all, at Franklin Central, Chuck Stevens. When Franklin Central was a, I won't say they were a small school power, but a smaller <laughs> school power uh, back in the 80s and 90s, Chuck Stevens was the guy that led the Flashes to state championship seasons. In fact, did so on four different occasions. One of the first Taj Mahal stadiums in the early 2000s that was built in the Indianapolis area right before everybody started going to turf. Turf came later, (laughs) but bricked, encased stadium. And, Mr. Rakestraw, the elevator takes you to your broadcast booth on the fourth floor 
First time I did a game at uh, the Palace at Franklin Township. Uh, that field is being named in honor of Chuck Stevens. Congratulations to him. And Ron Colley is dedicating their field at Ron Colley Stadium to Bob Tully, who was one of the first head coaches in the history of Chittard, or our superman Ron Colley. Uh, but that was, of course, a merger late 60s of three different Catholic high schools on the south side of Indianapolis. Ron Colley has now been going strong for some five decades. Bob only was the head coach for four years, but has had a relationship with the program basically for all 50 years of the high school. Bob, I love it when guys are getting honored for a lifetime of football, and in their cases, a lifetime of dedication to one community. Rightfully so. I think it sends a very strong message out to people to stay involved, give back to the sport they gave us so much and, and rightly deserve it. It's pretty cool. All right, so 50 years for Bob Tully. Uh, we are on 55 for Bud Wright at Sheridan, the state's all-time winningest high school football coach. Well, it's kind of the, the Miami of Ohio of Indiana. Uh, how many coaches does he have out there? You know, I think uh, you know, up at uh, North Miami, their coach, uh, assistant coach at Huntington North, coach with Coach Wright. I mean, this guy epitomizes to me what high school sports is all about. He loves them all. He loves his kids, and he's very passionate about his kids, not only about the great game of football, but about his kids too. 418 wins and counting for Bud Wright going into Friday night season opener. Let's step away from football for the only time in tonight's show for this, and that would be a coaching legend is back in Indiana high school sports. Great to see Steve Shondell on the sidelines at Muncie Burris again. You talk about a class act. I used to go down to Muncie Burris on business, and I'd go in the office, in Ray Dawson's office, and I'd look around. There'd be checks all over the wall. I said, what's this? He said, about like a bank because all the scholar athletes they had playing volleyball and winning the awards at the state finals, like 13 in a row, whatever it was. But Steve Shondell, uh, everybody, when you talk volleyball in Indiana, that's the guy you talked about. He is in the National High School Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, class volleyball began in 1997. It took until this decade for someone else to win a 2A volleyball state championship and not be named Muncie Burris. Um, again, the Shondell legacy in this state has long been since cemented. But for those kids that get a wonderful education mm -hmm. at the Burris School to now get the volleyball education from Steve Shondell for a few years is absolutely tremendous. We'll close this segment out, well, with a closing, a merger that will happen at the end of the year. And that is that Elkhart Memorial and Elkhart Central will simply be Elkhart High School next year. That will cause some moving of state tournament oh. teams, which we can get to in a later episode, uh, from this year to next year as far as the football sectional is concerned. But that means for a final time, Memorial and Central play each other, and their final clash, at least during a regular season game, is their season opening game against one another on Friday night. Unbelievable. You think about Anderson. You think about Muncie. Now you think about Elkhart. Everybody consolidating to get the numbers in. And it's a shame, but... Things have to happen. I think it'll be a sellout. <laughs> I would be stunned if it was not. We've got one more segment left to go before we exit stage left. Let's kick to our buddy Lauren Plant with a preview of what's coming up on this week's season debut episode of State Champs Indiana. 
All right, thanks, Greg. Coming up this week on the first edition of State Champs this season, we've got a ton of football highlights coming your way, including our main event featuring Lafayette Harrison and Westfield. We're going to go in focus on Muncie Burris's volleyball coach, Steve Shondell, who is now back in the mix after not being there for several years, led that team to 21 titles. We're going to have uh, highlights from other sports like volleyball, boys and girls soccer, boys tennis, and more. But again, football will be the theme, so check it out this Sunday on Fox Sports Midwest. It's State Champs at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central. I admit it. I love working with money, negotiating, and making big decisions. That's why I'm majoring in finance and economics at Lawrence Tech. What's truly amazing about the education here is the small class sizes that give me easy access to my professors who truly care about my future. They even helped me get a great internship. And I was able to fulfill my lifelong dream of playing college golf. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Welcome back for the final time on State Champs Extra Point. Greg Rakestraw, Bob Stambazzi. Thanks to our photographer, Mitch Early. Thanks to Chris Landis behind the scenes and everybody at both Yellow Flag Productions as well at the ISC Sports Network. This debuts every Wednesday at 5 o'clock. So make sure you kind of mark this on your calendar and on all your social media platforms of course, where you follow State Champs Indiana. Bob, it's been a pleasure to have you here. What game are you going to be at on Friday night? Well, thank you for having us. We're going to be at uh, 105.9 The Bash. We'll be at uh, Southwood with the McConaughey game, a non-conference game, even though they're interconference. Uh, this is uh, uh, We have 10 teams in our conference up there, and they play nine, uh, eight schools. Yep. They have one outside conference play, and this is uh, this going to be a lot of fun, 3A versus 1A uh, last year. It was an outstanding ball game. Uh, Southwood ended up winning uh, 21 to 10. But uh, as you and I talked earlier, Coach Colby's there with his dad, and uh, what they have done with this McConaughey program uh, is completely flipped it. It's won 180 degrees, and and Coach Snyder, who took over for Coach Snyder, uh, his brother at Southwood, has done a great job there. This is going to be a lot of fun. And this is a Southwood team that was fantastic two years ago and graduated oh. some of the best athletes in school history, uh, Peyton Blair. Uh, the Traxler kid that's, that was playing at, at Marion University. I mean, these were kids that, you know, if they didn't make a state final in football, they made a state final in basketball as well. And if they've built this back up quickly in two years, that's impressive. Yeah, when you look at it too, Carson Blair is back yeah. now as an assistant coach uh, working with a quarterback. So uh, they got a lot of guys that were with the program earlier that have come back and uh, uh, really stepped it up because bringing their experiences back to these kids, helping them understand what it takes to be a Southwood Knight and get to this level uh they're pretty good and last year austin colby led mcconaughey to a, a sectional uh, runner-up finish right. uh, a year ago and they've got uh dreams of, of going past that level and beyond of course his dad brett his final game as a high school head coach was in the 5a state championship game with kokomo just a couple of years ago the game that i will have for the isc sports network and for comcast 81 and for my indie tv the beginning of our partnership with the metropolitan interscholastic conference I get to see the heavyweights on a regular basis. And to me, if there is one game that kind of encapsulates the kickoff of the high school football season in the state of Indiana, it is Center Grove and Warren Central. It has often been either a regional championship game as well or a semi-state championship game. And for that reason, a handful of years ago, the coaches and administrators at Center Grove and Warren said, 
let's not play in week nine anymore. Let's play in week number one and make that rematch a little bit lengthier mm-hmm. in, in nature. We should get an idea what the 6A state finals picture is going to look like on week number one. For Warren Central, after being a dominant 6A state champion last year, they graduated a lot. A Georgia quarterback, a Ramir Elliott at running back, and David Bell that you could see at Purdue University uh, in the very near future, perhaps like getting some reps for head coach Jeff Brom as a true freshman. The names weren't as uh, well-known from a recruiting standpoint defensively, but a lot of key seniors graduated as well. Warren Central, yes, they reload, but it might still be a learning curve for now a multiple-time state championship coach, in fact, three times, in fact, in Jason West. The guy he learned a lot from is Eric Moore, and Eric is still getting it done on the south side uh, in Center Grove. Did graduate as quarterback last year, but did not graduate as running back in Carson Steele. Center Grove has had this remarkable ability to have these running backs that are three and four year starters i think of a johnny zwitt from 20 years ago i think of an anthony elias from 10 to 15 years ago i think of a titus mccoy who's still getting it done at indiana state university well carson Steele is the next guy of that group and frankly charlie spiegel at new pal will probably be the running back that gets most of the attention in the state this year Mm -hmm. By the end of the month, he might be the all-time, I mean, literally like this month in August, he may be the all-time leading rusher in the state of Indiana's history with 13, 12 games left to go. But Carson Steele might be the all-time leading rusher at Center Grove High School in the next couple of years, and that says a lot with the talent that has come through there. Center Grove, one of the better teams in the MEC, and if you're one of the better teams in the MEC, it means you're one of the better teams in the state. So Center Grove and Warren Central, that's the game that I will have on Friday night, and I'm sure we'll talk about it next week on the show as well. Bob, an absolute pleasure. Thank you so Thank much you. for coming in today. I had a blast being here. For Bob Stambazi, this is Greg Rakestraw. Thank you so much for watching our debut episode for 2019 of State Champs Extra Point.